Sans Pants Radio, Australia's least coherent podcast network. The Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. My name is Beck Charlotte, and with me is my gorgeous co-host, Alex J. This is the podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes just can't believe we haven't seen. Woo! And with us today, we have a dude. He's <laughs> podcaster, journalist, writer, and a lovely friend of the pod. It's Peter Wells. Yay. <laughs> yeah, look, honestly, thank you for having me on. Um, I've been a listener for ages. Uh, oh. I, I think you, you are doing fantastic work on the pod. Uh, so it's, it's really great to be here. No, thank you so much, Peter. So we'll explain. So you're um, you're a writer, and you wrote the first ever article that we had written about us uh, for the Sydney Morning Herald, which was so exciting and so momentous for us. So thank you for your yeah ongoing support of our pod. It's awesome. And yeah, it's been really fun to watch the pod grow. Uh, I. You know, I, I was lucky enough to kind of get in on the ground floor. I think uh, with, with your <laughs> show, um, I don't, I don't even know how I found it actually. Um, oh God, what? How did I find your show? I'm not too sure. I just remember. Uh, yeah, I think I just I, I was looking for a new comedy show, and I wanted I, I wanted to write about a comedy, but I wanted to write about something that was up and coming and hadn't been discovered by a lot of people yet and and yeah so I just kind of um started going through like a hundred different uh comedy podcasts and and yours really stood out because it was I'm a film nerd uh so (laughs) that spoke to me um but yeah I just also thought it was uh really interesting um the way you were making me think differently about films that I had uh thought about Far too much over the years, and, and yeah, there was like it, it's it's so good to hear a fresh take on um, on films that are you know considered kind of they're part of your DNA at mm. a certain point, like you know Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, uh, all of these kind of show, all of these movies, um, RoboCop. They're they're all they're so much part of my DNA growing up that to hear someone who has never seen them before um, was uh, amazing. But also, you know, obviously the the, the great uh, hook that you have is that uh, dudes can be fucking jerks when it comes to uh, popular media. <laughs> <laughs> so after, I mean, months and, I mean, years of listening and being an avid supporter of ours, we're now giving you the platform <laughs> to finally say all the things you've longed to say to us about these movies. Yeah, look. When you listen to podcasts, you know, there, there's that meme. I don't know if you've seen it. There, there's the what it feels like to listen to a podcast. And it's this little girl sitting beside um, a, a picture of, of people eating ice cream. And she's eating an ice cream beside them and looking like she's part of the joke. Um, and, th- and, and I feel that that's kind of like the podcast's secret weapon. That's, that's why people get so addicted to certain shows is it feels like, you know, their, their friends are coming by to visit them every weekend. 100%. And, and so I'd kind of, you know, I'd kind of gotten to feel that about your show. Uh, you know, oh, here's my fun, you know, time to, to hang out with the ladies. And, you know, so often when, when you, 
make a connection like that with the show. You want to scream back sometimes and say, do Robocop or whatever it is. <laughs> and, um, you know, for whatever reason, I'm kind of lucky enough to be in that position where I can actually call up <laughs> a favorite podcast and say, can I be on please? And, and you were nice enough to get me on. But yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, the, the, there, there are so many comedians in uh, 2020 who suddenly scrambled to find a podcast because, you know, live venues were closing. Uh, obviously, we all know what happened. Um, and and I think a lot of comedians didn't have a strong uh, hook to their show, whereas you did. You have a very specific idea of the show. Um, it is... Clearly, uh, it, it has a very deep well of, of uh, movies that you can talk about. Um, and yeah, and I, I just really enjoy the, the way that you make me look at some of the movies that I've loved with fresh eyes. It's oh, a nice way to look at it. Thank you. That's a nice way. That can be our new byline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, get ready for the freshest examination this week. <laughs> This was a doozy of a film that you... Oh, Jesus. I'm so excited to talk about it. Just knocked everything over. Um, this week, we are doing uh, one of your favourite films. Robocop is absolutely one of my favourite films. Yes. Robocop. I have heard so much about this movie, but I've never, ever, ever, ever seen it before. What about you, Alex? Never heard. Never seen it. Definitely heard of it. I know yeah. the word Robocop. Yeah. I don't know if I even knew it was a movie. Uh, but I definitely know that the word exists. Yes. But I had no idea what the movie was about. Definitely never seen it. Yeah. 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 What about you, Peter? What's your history with this film? Robocop is sensational on every level. It is, uh, it is first of all, the most uh, violent, disgusting thing you'll ever see as, as a 10-year-old. Um, so that immediately won me over. Oh. Perfect age for this film. Um it it's so hyper violent. It's so crazy. But then there's also like a really cool amount of um, stuff going on in the subtext. If you if you want to look at it that way, so you know the the big thing that um, surprises people who who are coming at it fresh, I guess, is that Robocop was definitely um, a a satire on kind of, uh, you know, hyper-violence and hyper-masculinity and all of these kind of things. And and so, you know, it fits in very well with, with what you're doing with this show. Um, and there's, there's something so clever about it that uh, because it's hidden in such a masculine over-the-top movie um it can kind of be forgotten uh, but but it, it really is it's it's mm. not only well first of all it, it's just wonderfully done like the the, the visuals are incredible um, from go to woe so my history with the movie like I said um saw it uh saw it when I was way too young actually let's check when did it come out so it came out in 80 yeah so I was 10 years old it came out in 87 um I probably didn't really fall in love with it until um it had been on tv and I had a chance to record it um I'm old enough <laughs> that uh, you probably don't remember this kind of stuff but uh, I'm old enough to have uh, – we had a massive VHS collection at my house and it was it was all movies that we would tape off TV. And and so part of that was you'd – we didn't have a remote for the v, VHS, so you'd have to actually sit beside the VHS and, and wait for the ad breaks to come on and hit pause on the recording and then unpause as soon as the ad ended. Uh, and it was such a stressful mm. time. Like if you – 
if you screwed up one of the ad breaks, you you just felt terrible. Um, but yeah, I, I got a clean copy of RoboCop. Obviously, a lot of the uh, the extra gore was taken out uh, for the TV version, but it was still gory enough. And and so yeah, I, I would watch that uh, with a mate of mine. Just like that that was in high rotation. <laughs> That's awesome. And do you think you might have ever have you? shown the movie to a person friend partner in your time when they haven't seen it before um i haven't i haven't forced anyone to watch it uh i have many friends who also consider robocop to be uh just such a fun film uh that i'm sure i've i've watched it with a bunch of them over the years but no i haven't actually uh forced anyone (laughs) in my adult years to watch it um shall we jump in let's do it all right We've got a volunteer. The body is on the way. Sure. All Detroit has a cancer. <laughs> cancer is crime. Turn and roll. As you know, we've entered into a contract with the city to run local law enforcement. We were able to save the left arm. What? I thought we agreed on total body prosthesis. Now lose the arm, okay? We get the best of both worlds, onboard computer-assisted memory and a lifetime of on-the-street law enforcement programming. In a bespoke... Sorry, this is going to... I'm going to need at least three run-ups to this first word. In a dystopic and crime-ridden Detroit, a terminally wounded cop returns to the force as a powerful cyborg haunted by submerged memories. Da-da-da! Okay. (laughs) Uh, so Peter, in your own words, how would you describe this film? Yeah, so the the opening the opening of RoboCop is fucking amazing. It starts with uh, the most squibs ever put on a human being uh, in a film, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that has not yet been topped. So when Ed three hundred nine or two hundred nine or whatever it is, the big giant um, robot. Uh, who shoots up a guy in the in the boardroom? At the that's the opening scene. Great opening, first of all. Um, mm. That yeah, the squibs are little explosives that they put on people so that when you shoot someone in a movie, you see the like the blood and guts pop out of them. Oh! <laughs> and so the guy who was shot by Ed, um, the most shot man of all time, I think. Mm. Yeah, had more squibs than anyone has ever had on his body, so that he could be shot. In, in the most gruesome way possible. Really? Whoa. First fun fact of the pod. I love a fun fact. <laughs> and then we have that exact m- moment happen again later f- for Murphy. Murphy gets shot apart um, before he gets turned into Robocop. Um, and th- that that is basically... The, the, the entire story basically is just uh, Detroit is... So bad, so corrupt, so violent um, that they're building a brand new Detroit next door to it um, that is being built by this corporation who also owns the police, who also owns um, the the robotics uh, company that, that builds Robocop and Ed and all the other robots in the movie. And so, the, the, but at no point do the people running this city or this new city care at all about the citizens like they're they're purely like you know look someone's gonna have to sell drugs in that town why don't you do it they say to one of the the bad guys you know it's it's corruption all the way down it's so so even though you know it's a gung-ho hey look the cops are are winners the whole thing really is a satire like it, it it is showing that 
corruption and and people in suits are really the people in charge. Like, and so you know the the power is never really with Robocop. Robocop is just the um, you know the the gun uh, that the the wealthy and important people in this movie use. Uh, for their own devices. Robocop has no kind of um, ownership o- over his own body. He has no ownership over uh, what he can, you know, even though he knows what the right thing to do is, he can't do it because of of this code that he's got inside him. Um, so the director is Paul Verhoeven. Verhoeven is a really, really strange dude. Like he, uh, he was quite an established, very serious director. Um, in Germany, I think, before he came to to, to America, he, he was somewhere, and you know the, the the movies he's he's made in America have been so over the top and so crazy. A very very strange dude, but um, yeah, a hell of a lot going on. Yes, okay. And so, what's the guy's name who they were talking about? Verhoeven. I read that the person who wrote it is a New Newmeyer or something. New Newmeyer. I think he's the writer or creator of the concept, conceived of this film while working on the set of Blade Runner. No! So, luckily I read that fact after watching the film, so it yeah. didn't influence my decision or my opinions on how I felt about this movie. But just that's a little fun fact for everyone. That makes so much sense. Doesn't it? Yeah, because I the like it's dystopian, very, yep. there's cops and science involved, and it's a... It's yeah. a very dark mm. color palette. Uh, yeah, right. lots of similarities. Mm. But I have to say, I enjoyed this movie so much more oh, than Blade Runner. So much more. This is so exciting, and mm. the, the characters I will say are very likable. Yeah. I liked a lot of people. Yes, and I understood what was happening. So, what do you think about Lewis? Lewis is hot. Can I just say it? Yes, She's gorgeous. Love Lewis. Did you have a crush on Lewis when you watched this? I don't know if crush. Uh, I. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, 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 like I, I watched the movie before, um, before I hit puberty. Like way before I hit puberty, <laughs> I didn't hit puberty until like you know twenty two or something. But um, <laughs> it was so yeah. So I, I think for me, Lewis always felt like I've got two older sisters, and. And I think for me, Lewis always felt like an older sister, oh. or at least a sister, um, and and that's kind of the uh, the character she plays. Like she's she's not um, sexualized in any way. She's mm. um, you know the, the, there's no kind of uh, no one talks down to her in the locker room or any of that shit. She is just she is just one of the respected cops. Yeah. Um, on an equal level with all of the other people in the in the police station. I agree. And I really liked that they, they didn't sexualize her or especially for the eighties, like a, a female cop in the eighties, yeah. I expected like that she would be like, you know, Farrah Fawcett, hair out and big, yeah. running and basically I was ready for it when that helmet horse. came off yeah. and I was like, a sensible haircut? She's got her hair up because she's at work. Are like, we that's, sure this is the 80s? That's what how is it, going on here? It's real, right? Like there's so many films where people are in jobs where they shouldn't have their hair out. It would be so distracting and quite dangerous. But their hair's out. It's big, beautiful Hollywood. Mm. But this one, she had her hair up or it was short. Yeah, I think it was short. Oh, even better. Mm. And she's like, I'm just here to get the job done. I'm not here to fuck anyone Mm. or be made Mm. to look like 
you know, to make the audience want to fuck me. Like I'm here as a character and I'm important and that's my role. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Yep. And, and and such a fucking low bar that that we all notice it as I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, there was a woman in it. She wasn't an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> brother. And she was only in it for like twenty minutes too. Yeah. Otherwise, it was just like white men, white men everywhere, everywhere, eh, everywhere. <laughs> I will say though, they did do a good job of like getting uh, a bunch of white men. This is not by any way something that's worth. Mm-hmm. applauding but at least for my eyes the white men that they got in there they looked different they all had like very large features <laughs> you're right that i was like okay i know who dick jones is i know who yep. morton is yes i understand what's being played out here instead of being like Man, these guys in suits just can't figure it out <laughs> how good is dick jones by the way like just as, as an evil villain um, like dick him. jones really stands up I liked him a lot. It's a great villain name. I think very like mm. subtly threatening, and I, mm. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, so I want to just touch on something that you mentioned in your synopsis, Peter, um, that I, I read about after watching the movie, that this is a, a satire. So mm. I have to say what? I didn't know that. And I did not watch this movie through the lens of its satirizing anything. Me either. Mm-hmm. You didn't? No. Did you take it fully seriously? Yes, it's so serious. The title is made in like steel. Yeah. It's Robocop is just there emerging from the dark. I yeah. was like, serious movie. But that's, that's, that's Paul Verhoeven's style. Like he, he will pull out, you know, like in the same way Starship Troopers um, is... For, for all intents and purposes, is just a dumb action movie, and and so, um, and and that's possibly his masterpiece. I'd I'd say that's probably his masterpiece. Yeah. Um, because he he hires the dumbest people to be in that movie, um, because he knows the story is so dumb, uh, that he wants you to kind of feel how stupid they are to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, that makes sense because I was laughing a lot of ways in this movie. And, I, and I, I think that if I'd known it was a satire, I don't know if I was would have enjoyed the laughter as much because I was like, tee-hee-hee, only I I'm know that on this it. is yeah. funny. They don't get it. <laughs> I, I'm I, the one with the so highest the, uh, brows. <laughs> I had the exact same response like through it. I was like, this is so silly. The 80s was so crazy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, when I read like it's satire, I don't think it's like, well, I, you can answer this, Peter, but like, it's not that it's sat, it's not like a parody movie. It's more, it's satirizing no society and stuff so it's not full on it's not like a flying high or anything but it's just it's actually like kind of doing a wink towards you know yeah 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 i mean his movies always work on both levels so if if you want to approach it as i'm a 14 year old boy who wants to watch uh, a robot cop kick ass then go ahead Uh, and he'll he'll put everything in to give that 14 year old um, the the experience he wants to watch the movie, but if you want to see it again, if uh, as if, if you want to look at it a second way, then that's that interpretation uh, interpretation is there as well. So uh, mm. yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, it, it's not an outright satire, um, but it is definitely there, and if if and that's what makes it such a re 
rewatchable movie to to watch again and see yeah what he was going for yeah and it was like very subtle in a way I haven't seen a movie with like that was this like subtle before in like its line of like walking genres like I think what because uh, a lot of the movies we watch are like very big dumb mm-hmm. cop shoot 'em up movies in your face mm. there it is and so like and then we also watch a lot of like terrible terrible movies that are so poorly thought out <laughs> and just funny <laughs> because they're shit yeah so i think my mm. brain with this was like toying toying between mm. being like oh this is like very different to what i'm seeing and i can't pick if it's intentional or not but i like it yeah i had the exact same response yeah 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 how do you do you think you like if you had never seen it would how would you kind of take it on a first watch as an adult do you reckon i'm, I'm not or too is that sure an impossible i mean question it, yeah it kind of is because it's just it's mm-hmm. it's like robocop is part of my dna at this point mm-hmm. um but but i i think uh like the, the, there was definitely something like it, it, it definitely stood out amongst the other movies of like die hard and lethal weapon um that i would re rewatch all the time there was definitely something about it that was like um that that almost commented on those other films in a way like as in uh the the response to any kind of crime in in lethal weapon or die hard is to shoot the dude right yeah and that is kind of fucked up mm. as a first response and and like as a kid, I I could figure that out. Like I, I could understand. Hang on, uh, maybe maybe cops aren't great if they're shooting everyone on mm. like all the time. And You're this way ahead of ACAB. That... That's impressive. Well, I mean, luckily, <laughs> luckily, art does not imitate life. So few. Yeah. 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 yeah let's. Let's not go there. But, um, but yeah, like thankfully, um, yeah. So this was the movie that would sit there, um, that I would rewatch all the time. That that would actually kind of. It wouldn't question it, but it would make this that that idea so absurd mm. that it became comical. So, so the, the you know the the famous scene, I guess, is um, the you have twenty seconds to comply uh, attempted rape scene. Oh uh, my god! Is, this is when surely I like I was like this has to be a comedy. Oh this my has gosh. to be that scene is wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, it is fucked up, isn't it? Isn't it? It is so I, fucked up. And, and I imagine watching that as a twelve-year-old boy. It. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, I think this is what like misleads. Uh, I misled a generation of being like, oh, this is what sexual assault looks like. It's like very loud and so loud. Yeah, they also like mm. want to cut your hair and do other things. <laughs> Before they get down to business. Um, so I just was watching it just being like, you guys are so loud. You're terrible criminals. Terrible mm-hmm. at this job. <laughs> but like, just like the whole thing of like, um, uh, now that it's a comedy, I'm, I want to rewatch that scene in that yeah. way. Because then I'm like, that is so funny. But it was also so shit and unrealistic. Yeah. I was still mm. laughing throughout. Mm. And I do a good thing of like, as someone who gets like triggered very easily about these kind of topics, I was like, mm. I'm nowhere. I'm so fine watching this. You were so removed from it. This Me is, too. Yeah. Yeah. So dumb. But also in response to that, Robocop, how he deals with it is better than any like 
real oh. cop that I've ever heard of dealing with sexual assault. It's I was the, like, it was not RoboCop. It's the most satisfied I've ever felt after an attempted assault scene, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah fucking got him. Because he's just like, he's like, uh, she's like, in oh my God, dip. you saved me. You saved me. Oh yeah, he shot her. In the, yeah. So yeah, actually. Spoiler. Uh, listeners, if anyone shot. hasn't no, no. seen it. Say it. Ex- what is explain exactly what happens because so it's wonderful. So wild about this scene. So yeah, so they, they, they have attacked this lady and it's very loud. They're on a rooftop or something. And then uh, that Robocop sh- shows up and they've got her like in a headlock and in front of the guy. So like, so Robocop can't shoot him. Yeah. So what Robocop does instead <laughs> is shoots through her legs that are like she doesn't clip her at all. Shoots through her legs and hits the perp in the dick. <laughs> and it's like full like blow. Like it's like this dick explodes. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, he must have been hard as hell. Because there was got a so long, much and blood. And she's got a long dress on too. So like whatever the like the the um the blocking and stuff of this was really good. So she got a long dress on, so yeah. you don't know if it's hit her yeah. or like you just think the Robocop shot her shot in the pussy. In the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's fun. It's I it's, it's really hard this to is explain. the most successful satire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can get now that I'm saying to, it all out loud, I'm like to laugh about this kind of a scene. Obviously it's, it's a satire. Um, but do you remember remember how the scene ends? Um and then then RoboCop says, uh, your move creep yeah. or something. Oh, well, no. He no. says that before he shoots he the guy before. in the dick. So, yeah. that I so he says, your just... move creep, shoots a guy in the dick. And then when he walks up, so, so the dude dies. And then he walks up to the woman and she's freaking out. And he says, you have experienced a terrible, um, uh, a terrible thing. Uh, rape counseling is available at this number. <laughs> like, it's, it's actually quite good. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's I've weirdly he's like, good. He's like old contact. Oh, I remember it beat for beat because I was like, mm. we need to show this to men so they know what to do. <laughs> he's like, mm. you've experienced a terrible assault. Uh, you're in shock. Uh, I'm going to contact a rape crisis centre. Mm. And I was mm. like, <laughs> thank you, King. Okay, um. <laughs> kiss me, Robocop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shut up. <laughs> you call him. Right? You're, gonna, you're acknowledging that what happened was really awful. It was really bad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, I love that they that they made him say your move creep. That's the first time in the movie that it might have twigged a little bit that it was on purpose silly because I was like, have they, what? They've made Robocop spicy? Like. <laughs> <laughs> He's a robot. Like <laughs> they've programmed that's true. that. That's true because he says later in the movie that he has no memory and no recollection of no, what it's not he his was in the past. Personality. So that is not his. That is not his personality that's coming out. That is programmed. I guess. <laughs> is he the inspiration for Siri and why? Like she's got some fun quips. They're like, yeah, like RoboCop. Siri is. Well, Siri the does that because she gets Robocop. shit wrong all the time. Like she, she only quips because she gets shit wrong. Whereas, yeah, yeah. or yeah. she's a little bit coy sometimes. If you ask her, she's like, Mm-mm, not telling. Yeah. <laughs> so Siri mm. is the the modern day RoboCop, definitely. Yeah. Policing my grocery list. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so god! So yeah, that scene was wild. Yeah. Can I say also uh, some of my favourite lines, which also have uh, threatening sexual, I'll say overtones. Okay. Uh, These Mm -hmm. are my two favourite quotes. Uh, 
First one is when people jerk me off, I kill them. <laughs> <laughs> does he mean jerk like jerk me around? Does it? Yeah, yeah, but he says jerk me off, and he me says off. jerk me off like nine times. Fuck yeah. uh, and then the second favorite quote is uh, "fuck me, fuck 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 me." Fuck me. So, right. were you watching it with subtitles as well? I was. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I counted them. I counted all twelve. Fuck me's. Could you imagine auditioning for that role? That guy walks in and he's like, "Empty the cash register." Fuck me. 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 I was like, <laughs> I want to see the tapes. <laughs> I want to see that table read. It was just like so it- funny. So fucking funny. It is. It, it's wonderful, and 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 it is the the best um, kind of love letter and also uh, critique of of toxic masculinity. I think um, you'll ever see on film. Like every every yeah. dude, every single fucking dude to the letter is just someone you'd never want to meet in real life. Yeah, mm. yeah, for sure. They're all like, particularly um, the oh, the young is the young guy who gets shot, Morton. What the, the, he's the doing guy all the cocaine with the ladies. Oh, that oh, guy! Yeah. Ugh, hated him. Yeah, yuck. I loved like how he was like slowly getting like worse and worse as a character throughout. That's right. Yeah. And then it literally was like the comical scene of him like doing cocaine of two ladies. <laughs> I'd be like, Ah, you're the worst. I'm amazing. Boo, bad man. <laughs> and and, and what do you what do you think of um the I'd buy that for a do- dollar guy. Oh my god! What was that? I I didn't get it at the start. I was like, "What a sitcom is this? This yeah. is fucking the eighties sucks. Terrible! <laughs> that man has Mm-mm. the worst teeth to be on TV." Mm. Um, but I kind at the end I got it of like, uh, it's like oh, it's like making fun of how dumb like sitcoms are and like right. how it's Mm-mm. like they have the same joke over and over and over again, and all like all the bad like people are the ones who are like. <laughs> yeah. This is comedy. See, I didn't get that. I thought it was like, again, I watched this movie thinking it was a very serious action film and everything in it was serious and real in that world. And mm. so the the sitcom recurring thing was so weird to me. I'm like, this is gross. Stop it. Why is this mm. here? And like similar, it was an interesting way that the guy made the movie because the, like – Interesting that they kept going back to the news readers and stuff as yeah, well. Like they, yeah. like they always like into like like as, but mm-hmm. it wasn't really to move the story on so much. Mm. I also just have noticed now that you pointed that out is about fifteen minutes ago you made a I'll buy that for a dollar joke and it <gasps> went right over our heads. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Quick, let's go back. We'll sub in some laughter. Wait, clean cut. <laughs> that is true. Good that is true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Explain and, to and, us. You it, know what is it? What? Explain. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. Like honestly, and, oh, okay, and cool, cool, cool. I say that as someone so who's watched it to. forty times. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I did notice actually watching it last night that um, the the final bad guy who becomes the toxic Avenger later in the movie. Mm. Um, the the final so quick, time so we see, question, I buy sorry, that for do a dollar. You, do you call him the Toxic Avenger? Is that his kind of? Is he known as that? No, that's just what I call him. Okay, um, that's a great. He, he that's has a the same kind of him. look. I only confused because we are Avenger. doing Marvel over on our Patreon at the moment, uh, and you're okay. like, "Does he come Wait, in? He Where's come his movie? Back? What is this I have a crossover no, no, no. I I know nothing about any of that stuff, but <laughs> but I, I I mean, I love how how 
signposted it is that he drives into a vat of toxic acid. Yes. And it says, like, toxic waste, danger. Yeah. And then yeah. you see him fall out and he's all fucked up. Um, <laughs> so th- that's wonderful. That's, again, a- a- as a 12-year-old watching oh, that, that kids. was a joy. Yeah, and and I, like, and, and the, the fact that there's, like, a, a full minute between when he becomes the toxic fucked up dude to when he gets hit by the car and explodes. Yeah. Um, that was, like the best minute of anticipation as a 12-year-old in my life. Like, it was just like, ah, he's going to get hit soon. Bang, there he goes. Oh, my (laughs) God. I had a very different response um, because I, as the car was driving towards the van, I got up to uh, go get a snack. And as I was turning around, I heard the bang and I turned back and he was already, like, toxic man. And I was like... And I was terrified. As a 27-year-old, I was terrified by, like, the howling noise he was making. Mm-hmm. And, and his like, fucking hands. He looked like a monster. Yes. I thought that they were implying that he transformed into a monster. It reminded me of the mm-hmm. – I don't know. I mean, you might have seen this. Well, video, his fingers are fucked up. The oh. movie with Jason Long Tusk, where he gets turned into a walrus. <laughs> it's the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. What? It's. Oh, my God. Like, you've seen that? I've seen it, walrus. yes. I think when it came like out, you, like you were one of like six people in the entire world that has seen that movie. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you how it fell into my hands, but I yeah watched, and I was like, "This is awful! Like this is so fucking disturbing." And this was exactly it's, it's like basically Tusk is that okay. little clip for like an hour and a half. Ew, yuck! Yeah, that's not okay. Yucky! Yeah. It just like I was just so confused. I thought that they were implying that the toxic waste, yeah, like transformed him into some super monster. I didn't realize it was just that he was melting. Um, I think that's because I've recently watched Chernobyl, and like I'm like, please, oh, I know what burnt people look like. <laughs> <laughs> I know what toxic waste people look like. Slightly you. different, uh, slightly different interpretation in that one. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but um, but, that but yeah, yeah. So so that so guy much. that. That guy watches, but just before um, the, the the final battle in the uh, steel mill, uh, they the bad the main bad guy who is the guy with the glasses shows up to pick him up and say we're going to go get Robocop. And before he does, that guy is sitting there, and there's a riot all around him. Uh, the city is rioting because the cops are on strike, and so yeah, the, there's a riot happening. And he's sitting in his his car watching that sitcom, and he can't hear it because of the riot. So he shoots the window of the store so that he can turn the volume of the TV up, so he oh, can laugh I didn't at catch the that. I I'd buy that for a dollar guy. Oh, uh, it It's just such a again, it's such a dumb thing, but it's such yeah. a wonderful kind of like world building moment mm. of like. This dickhead in the middle He's of a riot is like, I want to hear my stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shoot the window, dude. My terrible stories at that. Um, can I tell you my favorite, my favorite moment? Yes, in the movie. So you know the the bad guy is I don't know his name, but he's the dad from that '70s show. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just call him the dad from the '70s show. Yeah. He, he's having he's having like a chat with I don't know the mob guy. I, I lost track of who was playing who but there's this one moment where he's like staunching this guy and then he he puts two fingers into the guy's glass of red wine and then snorts it did you did you do you know do you know that moment i'm talking Mm -hmm. about peter Mm -hmm. 
It was very bizarre and I watched it like three times in a row because it wasn't referenced. It, he puts his fingers in the red wine glass, goes <laughs> as though to be like, yeah, how do you like that? I yeah. just sniffed mm. your wine, mate. And then the other guy's like, I'm going to keep drinking it. It's this big like, it's this, like standoff. It's so crazy. That's what I mean. Like the, the whole There's so many of just, those moment, moments, yeah. It, it's toxic masculinity from start to fucking finish. Like, not yeah. one man is good in this movie. It's mm. just every every dude is the worst version of dudes you could ever imagine. And, yeah. Um, and, and I guess Robocop almost descends that because he is... Um, he he loses all emotion, so mm-hmm. then he 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 becomes the one good dude in the entire movie mm. that you can root for. But the real hero of the movie is fucking Lewis, uh, the chick mm. in the movie, who yeah. is the only humanity throughout um, that actually makes a difference. Like like even Robocop is is uh, reactionary in mm. throughout the whole movie. Like he's he's not you know. He's not doing anything to um, uh, to take down the government or to take down to this prevent crime. system. Yeah, yeah. He he just he just wants to know who the fuck he is, and so he is. Um, that's his motivation. He does nothing that is kind of uh, you know beyond his own his own self. Mm. Um, but yeah, Lewis is the one who actually who who figures out that this shit is kind of evil and uh, yeah, she, she, be, she becomes, she's the person who, ha- who has an actual arc in the movie, I reckon. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just, it's still just blowing my mind that this is satirical in any mm. way. I mm. just, I, again, oh, uh, like, like you, Beck, I thought I was laughing at it and I was the only one. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to upset Peter so much. Me and too. I feel awful. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's you're supposed to enjoy it, and that's that's the wonderful thing about Verhoeven is that like all all his movies are supposed to be totally enjoyable um, on a base level. But you then, have to you have to forgive us because so many of these movies that we watch are not meant to be enjoyed. Mm. Like you're meant to be stressed, <laughs> you're meant to be traumatized, yeah. you're meant to not sleep that night. You know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. It's 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 weird. It's weird how how well it's. It, it um it holds up I think um watching it in 2021 like I hadn't watched it for maybe five years I, I I'd say and and again I was just so blown away by how well it stacks up um mm. as a movie like very few movies from the 80s um you can't watch without cringing and, mm. and I think Robocop is one and and actually I I found um just a couple of weeks ago I found a uh, a video that discusses RoboCop as if it was an allegory for um, for a, a trans kind of uh, an idea of a, a trans person being in a body they don't understand. Oh, um, whoa! Which, yeah, which when like again, of course. Verhoeven was not making that movie. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. This is an interpretation. But, but as a trans person who is feeling those feelings of I don't feel like I'm 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 the person that my physical body tells the other the the rest of the world I am. Mm. 
it does work. It does work as that text, and mm. um, and yeah. So so I'll, I'll I'll send you a link to to this video. Oh um, yeah, because I. I, th- I think it's it really works. It really does stand out as a as a kind of trans text. Um, so yeah, like there the, there are Verhoeven is just a weird guy that like he I can tell he makes yeah. <laughs> nothing like he makes nothing but entertainment, but he does it in such a bizarre uh, what. I don't know how to say it. He just does it in such a bizarre way that um, interpret he he leaves so much room for interpretation interpretations to be placed on top of his work. Yeah, and mm. and I and I think that's one of the reasons why this film still uh, works to this day. Well, I have to say on that note, when I jumped on Wikipedia after it, there is a whole section on Wikipedia with about five different thematic interpretations of Whoa. the movie yeah, about right. like capitalism, consumerism, all that stuff. Whoa. Like I didn't I have to say I didn't read them. <laughs> um, I didn't feel like learning. But as you're allowed. As you're you. allowed to not you. do. <laughs> but yeah, and I was like, oh really? For Robocop? And then, you know, because I had just watched it like it was a just a stupid action movie. But it, like with this, yeah, this new knowledge of it being satirical in any way is just blowing my mind completely. Mm. Well, I mean, honestly, when, when you think about it, like literally the, that, that final scene, it's two middle managers arguing and one middle manager has um, slightly more power than the other middle manager. And so he says, mm. you're fired. Mm. And then Robocop can kill mm. the other man- manager. And that is the end of the movie. So at the end of the day... It was all about those two managers. Like, right. no, nothing else matters. All the other carnage that you see throughout the all movie. the bad guys. The, the, and, the, yeah. the bad guy, and, and, and they explain that as the, as the movie goes through. is like, you know, the, there's a, the moment where uh, they're talking about building new, new Detroit and um, uh, Dick, whatever his name is, uh, Dick, Dick says to the guy with glasses, um, uh, you know, there's going to be you know, 2 million people moving into the, these apartments, they're going to need drugs and prostitution and um, and they're going to need uh, all those kind of things. And he's like, well, I guess we're, we're going to be friends then. And so, so you, mm. you know, they're, they're setting it up that like, yeah, no, like the cops don't give a fuck about stopping crime. They just want to make sure that they can manage it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, yeah. and so it's all like, again, it's just all like, Nothing matters in this world. Like nothing, like nothing. Robocop does actually mm. helps anyone at the end of the day. It's just that, uh, or it doesn't change the status quo. I should say, like yeah. he helps individuals, but he never changes the status quo, which is that uh, crime is going to be allowed by these certain people who are in with the cops, and uh, and and that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, incredibly the dark. Message, incredibly uh, dark for for me. The interpretation of this movie is uh, we need less middle managers in this ah. world. Mm. They prevent workflow. Um, Get behind that, and they have egos that they don't deserve. So. Yeah. This is a great movie for you, Beck, because yeah. you hate uh, hierarchy and, mm. you know, movies that, that bow to <laughs> a hierarchy. <laughs> yeah. This no. one is literally blowing up. The hierarchy. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, get it out of there. All right. Give the power to the people. Yeah. Damn and it. I, I, and a, robot, right. a man that turned into a robot. Yeah. Cop. 
Yeah, I, I, I would have thought that 2020 would have taught us that we didn't need middle managers. Like when, mm. when everyone had to go home and work from home and then they were better workers because mm-hmm. they didn't have a fuckwit looking over their shoulder. Yeah. Mm. Just be like, oh, I need to check your KPIs. How about we remove the fuckwit? Yeah, like, how about this KPI? I'm raising the middle <laughs> finger, by the way. <laughs> How's that? Key performance Fucking indicator. Roger, you like that? <laughs> Does that fit into I, I, my I business be... plan? <laughs> I might be expressing my own uh, yeah. issues right now. Oh, same here. Oh, same well, here. here. Is this a safe time. space? <laughs> I will both never... worked, we've both worked... Office, retail, shitty jobs before, Mm. you know, managers. Yeah, the scars of retail will never leave my Mm. brain, ever. Ah. (laughs) There's there's actually, there's a movie called Riff Raff, um, which has the line, uh, middle managers are the lowest form of life on the planet. So (laughs) that that could be one that you could watch again. Sounds good. Yeah, (laughs) it sounds like my kind of movie. Um. I just I do have to ask just something I did observe uh, through my very heightened and intellectual movie brain is that the <laughs> the main thank you uh, the main actor's name is Peter Weller mm. and you're oh. Peter Wells. Question: oh. Are you Robocop? I am not. I am oh. not. Oh. Uh, really thought we got. Is that Paul Weller? It's, I thought it was I'm Peter Weller. Sure. No, it's Peter Weller. <gasps> Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Um, you should know that yeah. as a fellow Peter Weller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, no, no, that, that, I that wasn't the reason that it, it, it stuck with me. I've not seen him in other stuff. Uh, is he, was he like be a big star in the 80s? Do you know? Not really, no, no. Hmm. Th- th- this, uh, I think this movie kind of killed his career. Like he became oh, Robocop oh, and he could no. not. No, yeah. but you don't even see his face for most of it. Just his chin. Yeah, but the the, the final fifteen is him. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's with the, silly. Yeah, the mask yeah. off. Very silly. Oh my god, that was <laughs> wild. That looks like the robot that we have now. That's like uh, the most advanced the form AI. of AI. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did they base it off wow. Robocop? That's. <laughs> I mean, if so, that's funny. Like, well done. Very good. Um, <laughs> a little practical joke for all of us. <laughs> But I have a question about um, that I've been dying to ask uh, everyone here, um, uh, and this is addressed to both of you. Mm-hmm. Would you fuck Robocop? <gasps> I would totally fuck Robocop. Yes, I would fuck Robocop. Peter? Uh, no. Um, okay. Would you give him a kiss? A oh, kiss definitely. I'd definitely yeah. give him a kiss. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, cold, hardened cheek. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was I thinking that. I was wondering, um, like, in it, do you reckon, like, the ladies in the world, like, want to fuck Robocop? A hundred percent they want to fuck Robocop. He's kind of painted as, like, a yeah, yeah, yeah. robot the, the, man. They... They definitely, they definitely uh, leave those uh, little hints that uh, people are very excited by Robocop as yeah. he walks yeah. around. Yeah, and as well, he's, like, emotionally distant, which I'm like, oh, my, oh my God, <laughs> yummy. <laughs> Stop it. He's so closed off. Right now. He has his goals uh, that have nothing to do with me, and I love that. (laughs) I'm attracted to that energy. Uh, uh, I don't know. I just... I'm currently, I'm currently uh, reading a book about attachment theories. There's three. Mm. Beck, you already know this. I've talked yes. your ear off about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've just decided that Robocop is definitely a, has an avoidant attachment style. Mm. Yeah, oh, right, okay. right. If I had to, if I had to diagnose with all of mm-hmm, my credentials, mm-hmm. that's where yeah. I'd go for him. 
Okay, so uh, anyone out there with an avoidant attachment style, look up Robocop's number. Yeah, get in touch. Have a chat. Or Work through your him shit. At one zero 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 one one zero zero one one zero 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 one nine. Little computer joke for you. Eh? Very good. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> I think one thing, like to, to to the audience who hasn't seen RoboCop for a while. Mm. Um, or maybe never seen it at all. Um, I would say it, it is just like it, it's definitely worth watching. As it is a masterclass in um, in visual storytelling. Like there, there is so much that is told through visuals, not through script, not through words, not through anything else. Um, yeah. That is just wonderful to watch. As as someone who uh, digs movies. Um, if you want to see how, like, how a, a, a true master makes cinema that is just visual and nothing else, uh, I think RoboCop is probably one of the best examples of that. Um, you know, there are Damn. fucking many things that are wrong with this movie. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> they're, 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 it's not like you're going to watch it and go, oh, you know, uh, this is great and there's, tracks, there's nothing problematic no here. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely issues but fuck me dead it is good visual story making mm. yeah. i did notice like this throughout it like filmmakery wise i was like these shots are wild like mm. they're so like just the like the decisions that the yeah, the director and cinematographers made like that they're, they're so like disjointed and real quick mm-hmm. close-ups and then like mm-hmm. back and yeah it was really real jumpy yeah real ju- yeah really and really jarring yeah like five minutes in you feel like what the fuck am i watching like it, it's, yeah. it's so it's so different so and like fresh all and... the flashback scenes to his family and stuff mm-hmm. it's got that like kind of fishbowl-y lens look mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Yeah. everyone's like looking really close to the camera it's very bizarre and it's it is set in the future, so it's also futuristic, but it's obviously very eighties look. It's a really bizarre film to watch. Mm. Um, mm. The funniest part for me, I have to say, is when the big uh, the big robot couldn't walk downstairs. Yeah, like a cow. <laughs> that was amazing. How, how good is Ed two hundred nine? Can I mean, we yeah. can we just pour one out for Ed two hundred nine? Yeah, he he, he is he is moment, beautiful. Yeah, but I was like. Okay, this is funny. Like that, like silly. Yeah. Why have they made him like this? <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Probably yeah. been working on it for years, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> he can't stairs, walk downstairs. Oh no. <laughs> so, so what a character! Like he he is introduced by killing uh, an innocent person in the most violent mm. way possible. He can't can't walk down steps. He gets blown up by RoboCop. Um, when you know, th- there's a moment where RoboCop shows up at the end, and he's like. Uh, you're parking illegally. You've 20 seconds to move the car. And Robocop just fucking blows him up. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like he is the, he is the bumbling sidekick of, of robots. Yeah. Um, but yeah. just wonderfully done. And, and yeah. I love the way he moves, the, the stop motion animation. Like the, like the fact that they chose to, to, to do that is, is just a wonderful, um, yeah, yeah, it, it's just, Cherry on top of the fucking uh, on the dessert that that, that they get this dude th- this supposedly super fucking uh, scary robot they get him they they animate him like stop motion so he mm. looks like something from a nineteen thirties movie yeah he um, looked like those so um, you never the take him seriously from Star to begin Wars with that go yeah. like with the four legs the, yeah. like yeah. 
exactly the same. I, as soon as the movie started, because it kind of starts with stop motion, I my stomach did drop because I don't like stop. I don't. It just. I don't like. Or like old special effects. Like I just can't yeah, yeah. get around it. I can't do it in my brain. But then that he was the only thing that was stop motioned. Mm. I thought mm. everything was going to be like like the first Terminator kind of thing, which I did get a lot of Termi vibes from Robocop. Yeah, definitely. I think in these his two are v- vocabulary and yeah. speaking to each other. I think they're related in another universe. Yeah, the yeah. cousins. <laughs> they hang out at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and I would. I wouldn't. Be adverse to watching it again with this new like lens. Yeah, same, same. Hmm. Wish I'd done my bloody research for once. Um. <laughs> but like, but you, you don't need to, me- honestly. Yeah, you shouldn't. You, yeah, yeah. It's just interesting to see, yeah, how, see how it's presented and how it's interpreted. Yeah. On, on, honestly, you can watch all of those other takes on on the on the. Uh, the source material without having to rewatch <laughs> the source material. So, right. so yeah, yeah, che- yeah, yeah, check it out. Um, there's apparently I- a um, making of or looking at the making of Robocop, uh, a crowdfunded uh, documentary that's coming out or that's in development. Oh, <laughs> wicked. So that I think that's meant to come out next year. Oh, that'd be fun. I'd watch that for sure. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Heck yes. Yeah. All right, All right. We, uh, we've got some questions for you, Peter. Okay. And I think you okay. may be familiar with some of them. Um, mm-hmm. Number one, did this movie make you horny? No. Okay. No. That's fair enough. Um, yes. Mm. Yes. I was uh, horny for, um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Lewis. Sorry, I forgot, yes. Yes, I forgot yes, her yes. name for a second. Yes, me the too. The level of disrespect. <laughs> um, and also... <laughs> Horny for Robocop. I know. Mm. I was confused, confusing horny through this movie. I think it was literally just, <laughs> he had such a gorgeous chin. That chin. Just a great That's chin. That's a movie making And that chin. was enough for me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What about he, you? I mean, for, for a guy who spends 90% of the movie with just his jawline showing, mm. Um, mm. They, they chose a good jawline. Oh, they, mm. they cast that jawline very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was horny, but in a confusing I'm not sure what this is, way. Yeah. Yeah. Totally understandable. <laughs> uh, Peter, would you recommend this movie on a date? Ooh, uh, I, I'd recommend this movie on a third date. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, the spicy date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> this is definitely not date one material because it could be, re- uh, it could be interpreted very badly. Um, mm. but, but, but I think, you know, uh, once once groundwork has been established, then yeah, you could you could do this on a date. Mm-hmm. Mm. Great, oh, yeah. yeah. Alex, would you recommend on a date? Um, yes. If your date is made aware that it's a satire and you're allowed to laugh at yes. it, yeah, I hundred percent agree. Or that it's got funny, like it's it's kind of laughing at itself in point in parts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. This would be my reaction if someone's like, "Hey, do you want?" And like a couple of dates <coughs> in, obviously. Sure. We'll be like, hey, do you want to watch Robocop? I'd be like, ugh, not really. And they're like, no, no, no. It's not a serious movie. It's silly. It's meant to be satire. Ah, yeah. It's like, and I'll be like, oh, cool. Ah, sweet. Great. Here comes Giggle Town. Yeah. Here comes Fun Time. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, totally Mm. agree. Okay, ratings. What about how Mm. many... <laughs> what are you doing? How many beautiful jawlines out of five would you give this oh, film? That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I was going to go for Howling Sludge Monsters, but 
that, that's a more pleasant that's one. Not, yeah, that's, that's a negative visceral, review. That's system. visceral, though, isn't mm, it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, takes me back. I reckon four out of five beautiful uh, jaw nice. lines there. Ooh, um, okay. Nice. I, th- I think it really. Like, I can't say enough. Uh, how surprised I was when I when I sat down. So so I watched it last night because I knew mm. I was chatting to you guys today, um, and and it was so much more fun than I expected. It it yeah. was like I I expected it to be like really embarrassed and like I'd have to get on this. <laughs> and, and apologize to you quite a bit low. at the start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I was I was so expecting to go, oh god, I'm so sorry we had to watch that. But um but I enjoyed it. I had I I had a really great time. And oh, that yeah. probably yeah. says a lot of terrible things about me, but I, it just it 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 worked. It still no, works. you'd like what you like and we're all about that on well, this podcast. Well, that's the that's a whole thing. Yeah. Is everyone can just like what they like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alex, I give it Three. Nice. Which is, that's solid. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What about you? I would say um, a three, ooh, 3.4. Okay. Because it wasn't like a three is too low. Mm-hmm. 3.5. Oof, that's getting up there though, isn't I it? I think if it was like, if I knew it was a satire, it would be up to 3.5, 3.7. Mm. Maybe even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think as well this... Honestly, something that bothered me because I'm a child um, is that there wasn't enough colours for my brain. It was a very bland palette. On yeah. to. Yeah, it was. I, but that's just my lack of development. That's no No, I agree. On the I movie. wrote that down as a note. Like it's a very bland palette film. Very yeah. lots of browns and whites and yeah. creams. True that. True yeah. that. All right. Well, well that That's was Robocop. Robocop. <laughs> Peter, where can people find you? T- uh, time to plug, plug, plug. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, Twitter, Peter Wills. Uh, that's the easiest mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And you've also nice. got a podcast? I do, I do. So I have a podcast that uh, that you're going to be on very soon. Um, yes. Which is uh, Meta, which is a podcast about podcasts. Uh, so if you... If you enjoy finding new podcasts um, like I do, then check it out. Hell yes. Oh, and also thank you so much for your ongoing support. It's so lovely to finally have you on the podcast and finally talk about an actual movie with you rather than just the overlay of our podcast and what it's about actually to get into the meat and potatoes with it. Yeah. Um, So thank thank you you so much. Seriously, it's 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 a massive uh, pleasure for me because uh, like I, I'm a listener, I'm a fan, so um, yeah, it's really nice to be on the other side of the mic. Beautiful. We'll see you in Melbourne. Yes. And yeah. that was Robocop with very special guest Peter Wells. You guys, we release episode weekly, so please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please join us next week when we watch Mad Max. Mad Max. Mad Max. <laughs> Lovely. And if you want to keep up with us and what movies we are reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Cinema Pod and like our Facebook page, Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. You can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guide to dude cinema at gmail.com. All right. And also, if you are on iTunes, mm. head on over. Give us a five star review. We'd bloody love it. Uh, other than that, Peter and Alex. Yes. Akumite to you. And to you and yours. <laughs> and to you and yours. <laughs> 